Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What do you do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno and with me as always is my childhood friend and co-host Nick. I like to call him Squirts Macintosh. How you doing, bud? Squirts Macintosh. That's a, that's a, yeah, your throwback, kind of a retro name, right? Pre-Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you just, I just, I just think whenever I think of a Squirts Macintosh, I think of a guy who knows what's up, who knows, who's going to give me the insights and not only give me the insights, but give me the laughs as too. Yeah. Uh, you have been killing it on the Reddit game lately. I just want to get that oh, out boy. of the way right now. Yeah. The man has been on Reddit just sharing the memes, you know, with just showing people what Quit the Build is all about. His username is Quit the Build Dash Podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you want to follow him on Reddit and see all these amazing posts, I would I would advise it. You were on the front page of Reddit earlier this week. Yeah. And you got to today's post, which was of the virtual boy. It's, yeah. you know, throwback for mm-hmm. for all of our uh, 90s kids kids out there. We've already talked about this on a previous podcast, but you did a virtual boy uh, meme and that got 7,000 upvotes. Is that the most you've ever gotten? I mean, yeah, because prior to uh, kind of working with with, with QTB, I had just kind of been a lurker on Reddit. So I guess all the years of just kind of studying the ways of the meme have finally paid off. (laughs) Because, I mean, you can't be doing reposts in there, you know, with those of those subreds. you got to be providing some original content. And so yeah. I said, you know what? I'm all about that. Uh, I'm all about that 90s tech. So here I go. Yep. And so, yeah, I put one about the uh, the virtual boy how. And uh, OK. And uh, to be fair, a lot of people are saying, oh, you're trying to say that the uh, the virtual boy is the first truly mobile console. What about the <laughs> what about the Game Boy and the Game Gear, you know, Checkmate? Yes, obviously. Checkmate. <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to uh, show pictures of people duct taping the virtual boy to their face. And I will say that, <laughs> you know, when Which, I... I mean, uh, that that in and of itself is is enough to, to get me to want to see that picture of somebody taping mm-hmm. a 90s virtual reality headset <laughs> to their face. This is obviously going to be on quitthebuild.com, yeah. so you can go to the website Meme and see of the week. this, but... Yep. <laughs> But, really? I mean, and I, I will say that I have tried in the past uh, at one point because you could you could actually take the the virtual boy off of like that that uh, that bipod stand. Yeah. And of course, the first thing I was going to try to do, just based on everything that I've seen in the movies up to that point, was try and actually mount it onto my head. And so yeah. I didn't do duct tape. But I did get like some fitness sweatbands that we had for some reason. Oh, nice! And nice. taped those to the Virtual Boy and tried to put it on. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you it didn't quite work out because that thing is a little bit, little bit front heavy. <laughs> um, so my my ne- my neck immediately warned me that that was not gonna end well. Uh, so the, the 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 high quality play was to lie down on the bed facing up and then just have the Virtual Boy smushed onto your face like that. Yeah. And then uh, there you go. You transported to the magical world of, uh, as I said in the uh, Reddit post, uh, synth music and uh, and grid uh, grid based three D. 
Mm. Yeah, and blinding red lights because we all know that we couldn't just have a normal screen. This was the first days of virtual reality here, people. Give us a break, okay? We had to use red. And for some reason, terrible red lines and a backlight <laughs> that just made you yeah. go, what am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope this person is kidding. Someone did comment saying, like, I've been colorblind my whole life. I can't see red and green. But for, like, the 10 minutes that I played a virtual boy at Kmart back in the 90s, I was briefly able to see the color red. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on there, but we might want to get like, you know, some some high level uh, doctors and scientists on that because we might have the cure for uh, for colorblindness. Just stare at this for a couple hours. This just in, breaking news, we have found the cure for blindness yep. through Nintendo's 1990s virtual reality headset known as the Virtual Boy. It literally burns <laughs> the color red into your retina. Fantastic. What could go wrong? It really does. Yeah, yeah, really, exactly. Yeah. Well, man, I can't wait to share some of the sweet 90s nostalgic gaming merch that we have mm -hmm. and some of the other gaming merch that we have with our listeners because we're doing a giveaway, Nick. Did I tell you about this? I think I told you did, you about but this. you better tell me I again. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. We're going to be doing a giveaway every month to the people that leave us and uh, give us a nice little rating on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be entered, all you have to do is go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, leave us a little review, and you'll be entered into the giveaway. We'll be doing a drawing every month. You can check out some of the merch on PearsonLimited.com, um, which is actually today's sponsor. Today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pearson Limited. For marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business, visit PearsonLimited.com. So we have got some awesome stuff in store for today's show and for our listeners. I mean, we have been doing amazing things on the website site. We've got a new community page. Yeah. We're updating it with awesome blogs. I mean, there's always something new going on. So be sure to check out the website if you haven't already. And Nick, let's 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 get started. What do we have on today's episode list? What's going on? Well, later on in the show, we're going to be talking about uh, Ubisoft's uh, apparent there. Uh, well, of course, as we said in the last episode, I'm going to stick with Ubisoft. You do Ubisoft. Yep. I do my thing. Potato, yep. potato, let's call the whole, let's mm -hmm. call the whole thing off. Uh, Ubisoft uh, is apparently really starting to funnel some manpower and resources into their upcoming open-world Star Wars game uh, that we are mm. definitely going to be talking about a little later on in the show. And also Fortnite, of course, getting cool. their, their latest and greatest crossover in the form yeah. of Tron, which I know you've already uh, you've already partaken in, but we'll be talking right, about that. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, some, some things it's just shut up and take my money, right? Yep. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we had some some very interesting news that just broke yesterday about the upcoming Borderlands movie. Now, prior to this news that came through, we already knew that the Borderlands movie that is coming up is going to be a star-studded cast, including uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, Kevin Hart, even Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be Ooh. in the mix there. Yeah, so this is going to be you know kind of a, an A-list uh, Hollywood star-studded affair. And, of course, the news that came through is that 
Uh, Claptrap, of course, the lovable uh, comedy robot that really doesn't really care yeah. care much for the actual well-being <laughs> of anybody uh, in his immediate vicinity, is going to be voiced by Jack Black. How about that? Oh, I am, I'm excited for that because... Uh, Jack has been doing some amazing things on his YouTube page, Jablinski Games. Uh, have you seen his YouTube page J- yet? Jablinski? Jablinski. Jablinski. I love Jablinski. it. Jablinski. No. J.A. Blinsky. I'm not going to try and spell that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's been doing, so I think it was, I don't know if it was two years ago or... Last year, I think it was two years ago, he decided he was going to start doing video game content. And Mm -hmm. he kept saying he was going to do video game. I'm going to do video game content. It's going to be about video games. And he, like, never put out a video game (laughs) video. He just kept saying he was going to do it. It's going to happen. And then, like, it's going to happen. And, like, just put out other content around. And then (laughs) finally put out a a video game video after a while. But, yeah, he does all different types of things. He kind of shows behind the scenes of stuff that he's doing for movies, uh, some of his favorite spots in L.A. before the shutdown where he could go and play pinball or some classic arcade games. So. He's actually a really avid gamer, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that he would be interested in doing a video game movie. And let's be honest, Jack Black, I think Jack Black is hilarious and definitely want to hear his voice in a game. He was great in Kung Fu Panda. Yes. They made three of those movies. So please, how many movies have you made, listener who doesn't agree with me? (laughs) <laughs> there, I mean, it, it's it's surprising. There has been a decent amount. I posted that um, on the uh, the gaming news subreddit, and I mean, there was kind of a mixed response to it. I guess some people, and I think I think the biggest reason why some people might be a little salty about that casting is that they really wanted to see the actual voice actor. Um, mm. who is actually a Jim Ferranda. Not the original voice actor, though. The guy who originally played him, his name was uh, David Eddings, and he was with Gearbox until about 2017. Um, ultimately, he was he just didn't get hired. Some, something happened with negotiations for Borderlands 3, and he moved on to Rooster Teeth Productions, and uh, the guy named uh, Jim Ferranda took over um, in Borderlands 3 as Claptrap, which is why the voice sounds a little bit different. But in any case, you know, I can see why, okay, any kind of actual live-action character on the screen, you want to have some some A-list, you know, firepower, because it's not just yeah, about yeah. fan service. you you got to make yeah. enough money to appeal to the masses yeah. and want to bring people in. And yep. so I get that part. It, I mean, it, yeah, it would, it would have been cool to see the one of the original voice actors of Claptrap actually voice Claptrap. But I got to tell you, you know, thinking about Jack Black's style and just making that voice a little more digitized and high-pitched um, in that in that Claptrap style, I yeah. think he is going to nail it. I am I am all about a Jack Trap clap back. Clap Black. <laughs> clap Jack Black Trap. No, no, no. Jack Black <laughs> Clap Trap. You see what I did there? <laughs> I did see what you did there. Try saying that five times fast, or just that sequence in general. Uh, I, I I think you're right. Like I think that's what they're trying to do. He's claptrap is like the BB the sassy BB-8 that that Borderlands has. Yeah. He's your lovable pal, comes along for the ride, and isn't afraid to say things that might not be a little you know. A little kosher with everyone. And that's what makes it fun. And that's Jack Black. Yeah. Like, he's played a woman on Jumanji. He's played 
a a panda. What can't the man? He's going to play a robot. The man deserves an Oscar yeah. for versatility alone, right there. I mean, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I want to see more A-list celebrities get involved with gaming. And honestly, when you think about a gaming movie like Borderlands that kind of has this comedic undertone to it, then Kevin Hart really does come to mind. I think he's going to be a great addition Mm -hmm. to that movie. I mean, if there was... if. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. What's the one movie that you want to see a video game turned into a movie? Like, what's the one video game that you'd be like, this is what I want to see turned into a movie? And Mm -hmm. follow-up question, who would you cast in that role? Oh, that's that's tough. And one that I'm not sure that I've ever really thought through all the way. I mean, just going based off of... My influences. I think you know what my my number one answer is going to be, and that's that's a proper Mega Man movie because yeah. we've gotten some actually decent cartoons over the years, um, in the form of uh, that one Super Fighting Robot. And I actually had the DVDs for that one, um, but there was also is that the, was that the theme song? I mean, that was Super part Fighting of it. Robot Mega Man, and they just repeated that for like, like thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you, that's the best way. See, people don't they, they think that that's a cop out, but I'm telling you, it's the short things like that that that's what makes a great jingle yeah. and easy to remember. Like yeah. by Menon. Like who doesn't want to? <laughs> Hot pockets. Who doesn't want to? <laughs> Hot pockets. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just the just the jingle. Yeah, we need we need to have a whole episode of just jingles. Just but jingles. Anyway, yeah. And to be fair, is they don't just repeat it over and over again, Bruno. There is a key change in there at some point. Oh, see, that's the. the I'm mm-hmm. I'm still working on that as a music producer. Is the key change oh, out there? So kudos yeah. to them for that. And speaking of just like great music in general, did you see that remix of American Boy? that I sent of the Chug Jug The Chug Jug. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet. Brad thought it was hilarious. Oh man, we're we're gonna we're gonna leave that on the website as well. Okay. Uh, we'll just have a, just different stuff that we talk about in this episode because, man, that chug jug with you slaps. And I tell you, I've never listened to a song by by a twelve year old whose voice was literally changing throughout the song. <laughs> he went, but he man, went down one. Slaps. He went down one register there <laughs> mid song. Yeah, he did. <laughs> wow. But yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, it'd have to be Mega Man for me. And as far as who I would cast, that's a really tough question. Mm. I I can't think of anyone. What's uh What's uh Finn doing from uh, Stranger Things? What's Finn up to? Ooh, yeah, yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, that's yeah, the guy. He would be. Yeah, he would be a good. Mm-hmm. That would be a really interesting, very very deep pull for an actor too. Yeah. To like be like the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, get his butt in here as Mega Man. <laughs> that's actually not really bad because you kind of want somebody a little nerdy, but not mm-hmm. too nerdy, like Michael Sarah. Like you don't. Right. You know, we don't want you know Michael Sarah up there like. Like, give me your, give me your, give me the, the power ups. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the the power. Are you dissing Michael Sarah and Scott Pilgrim versus the world? 
Because that movie <laughs> no, is I sacred. Love, I did, it really did. Yeah. I really did. I, I, I totally forgot that he was in a video game. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. He didn't play a video game character. He played himself yeah, exactly. in that in that movie. Right. So, you were doing oh, more man. of like an Arrested Development. Uh, yeah. George Michael <laughs> exactly, Jr. Exactly. Yeah. Right. George Michael, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just the fact that they named that kid George Michael. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many subtle jokes in Arrested Development. I feel like it paved the way yeah. for other modern hits like uh, The Office and uh, Schitt's Creek and mm-hmm. just all these all these like familial comedies. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love it. Masters so. of the callback. Yes, yeah. I agree. And yep. so, I, I mean, a Mega Man movie would be great. And I think that that. Like, we haven't really gone down that path. I think everyone kind of thinks, you know, when they think of a video game movie, they think of the big blockbusters like God of War or or Halo or even a Call of Duty movie, which I'm sure, you know, I don't know how you'd make a Call of Duty movie. Just, yeah, that just wasn't. pick a war. It's a, other words, it's a war <laughs> movie. Yeah. You'd have to do like Black Ops or something. Right. Like it'd have to be totally yeah, different in order warfare, for it which to, no one to, likes. Yeah. So it, I mean, well, <laughs> not many people like. So it, yeah, it wouldn't go over well. Yeah, like I would. T- I mean, Tron was really big, so I would totally dig a Mega Man movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously for me, I think a Halo movie mm-hmm. would be fantastic. And. I don't know that I have anybody in mind for who Master Chief should be because he wears a helmet the entire time. So I would Mm. say just keep the same voice actor that you have or if you need to bring in, you know, clout like we're we're talking about, then I don't then it doesn't really I'm. You know, neither here nor there, as long as it's not like Gilbert Godfrey or something like that. Oh, my Cortana. I can't even do a Gilbert Godfrey. No way. Cortana. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's how you lose listeners right away. Just mention Gilbert Godfrey and um, there there they go. There they go. And they're gone. Yeah. Try and do. We're back and we're not doing Gilbert Godfrey impressions <laughs> anymore. So thank you for rejoining us or yeah. skipping forward 15 seconds. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that button's available on most podcast services. They just hit the, oh, yeah. the 30 second fast forward button. <laughs> and skip over that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is just going to have to be kind of an expectation of, you know, that a lot of these Hollywood movies, when they're casting for uh, these parts that aren't necessarily live action but are voiced that they are tending Hollywood is tending to go with the you know the 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 A-list celebrity for the extra star power that they bring instead yeah. of just going for the original voice actor right like Sonic the Hedgehog that movie right we didn't get yeah. um Sonic's uh, voice actor who actually recently announced he is retiring from voicing Sonic he's done it for the last decade yeah. or so but instead we got uh, what was his name the guy from uh, Parks ben and Rec yeah Ben Schwartz yeah as the uh, as, and it, it it works very well. Um, and speaking yeah. of which, we might as well just say because I think you agree with me on this. That Sonic Two teaser. Oh yeah. I mean that Emerald Hill em- Emerald Hill theme play in there. Just yep. for that, I mean I'm I'm ready. That's going to be amazing. Oh, and the and we knew we knew that we knew Tails was coming. Of course. Like we knew we you know and we we've. There were hints and, and whatnot at the Easter eggs, and yeah. I believe if you stayed at the last bit, it even mentioned something about about him or had his voice or something like that. 
um, at the very end of the movie. But to know that that's on the horizon and then think to yourself, well, if they've got tails, then mm-hmm. maybe they'll have knuckles in there or, mm-hmm. you know. And so now now I'm speculating, like, are they just going to introduce tails or is knuckles going to be a part of the entire thing as well? I mean, if you want a Sonic 3, that Sonic 3 and knuckles, that's where he's supposed to show up. So... But I mean, there's so there's like so many Sonic characters now, like in the canon that well, not even the normal person, like the regular person yeah. doesn't know. Like I would say Amy is is yeah. teetering on like right. maybe most people don't know her. Some people might. Yeah. Um, and Amy is like Sonic's pink uh, girlfriend, right? Unofficial girlfriend. Unofficial girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, similar to Mario and Peach, but yeah. So, and then there's like there's like some giant sloth looking. Dude, what is he? He's not a sloth. Is he a bunny? What is? Talk about Big the Cat. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. There you go. Oh man, he'll probably get a cameo in oh. one of the movies. Uh, people people love to hate Big the Cat for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, that you know he's one of the problems that the Sonic franchise kind of has these days is there are too many characters. And yeah. so, yeah, the games that try and, like, you know, make them all playable or just include as many as possible, yeah, it's it, you really don't need to go much further than maybe bringing in, in, like, Knuckles and Amy. But Big the Cat, I mean, Big the Cat would be good for, like, comedic relief. I, I could see a lot going going right there. Um, oh, yeah. But, as long as you don't voice him by with someone like James Corden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just leave yeah. him. Leave him out. Of, we don't need him in there. It's OK. Just let him have his talk show. And, right. You know, stay leave. on CBS. You're good. We're good. Right? Yep, you're, yeah. We're good. We're good. We're good. No, <laughs> I, I kind of want to see Jaleel White come mm. back and reprise his role yeah. as as Sonic. For those of you who don't know, Jaleel White. White played Urkel in Family Matters Mm -hmm. in the 90s, and um, Urkel was a uh, black nerdy kid giving black nerds everywhere hope that you could be smart um, and be awesome like Urkel, Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to be ashamed of that, and he also... Yeah, still get the girl. Mm -hmm. And he voiced Sonic for the animated, the 90s animated series, which was pretty awesome to have him, you know, do Sonic Says every (laughs) every episode where he like came on. He was like, you know, don't don't smoke and and don't do all these other things that or or whatever. Like, don't play with matches. That's no good. He was like one of those guys. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just like generic stuff that kids shouldn't do that parents should teach their kids. I miss Sonic that era. Teaching us. <laughs> I miss that era of of cartoons that would always have those educational PSAs in the back end. Can we bring those back? Right. We're not getting those anymore. Even if it's yeah. just like like poking fun at itself. I'm, I was all about it, you know. Captain Planet, yeah. GI Joe, and oh, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, you know. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anytime I anytime I think of GI yeah. Joe I'm and with those you. PSAs, I, I just think of pork chop sandwiches yeah. and him running. <laughs> Saving those kids. Get out of here. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I, I have to think of uh, Don Cheadle as uh, Captain Planet um, with the, those YouTube uh, movies. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the very end, he does the PSA of like, don't forget to, uh, you know, uh, sort your recyclables and turn off your faucet when you're not doing it. And it zooms in. The music stops or I'll turn you into an effing tree. <laughs> it's like, OK, Don, I'm sorry. 
And what was that? What was that heart kid's power? What was his power? Compassion? That's what he. That's what he was. He was a care bear. Like we had a. Kid. It barely got used, and it like the really whole thing did. was supposed to be like he could sense people. Was was what yeah. heart was supposed to be? There was a couple times. I'm gonna nerd out on you. There was a, a, a limited okay. number of times where he was able to form like a defensive barrier with with his heart power. Uh, wow. Maybe with like, maybe with like the power of friendship, you know. Oh um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, of right, course. right. But uh, yep. yeah, aside from that, it uh, this is this is just a note for all our uh, uh, listeners out there that you really can't form a, a, an invisible barrier right. of friendship. It doesn't work, but <laughs> you can form a physical barrier yes. of friendship or an with emotional your barrier. actual friends. Yeah, yeah, that too, that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but be sure to uh, maintain social distancing. So six feet barrier at all six times. Feet barrier at all, at all times. times. Get it back. Two arms length. <laughs> Double mask. Two hard Triple line. mask. That's right. <laughs> if you can breathe, mask. you've not put enough masks on. <laughs> That's your PSA from the kids at QTB. <laughs> and Captain Planet. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe if maybe if they had, uh, <laughs> before you move on, maybe if they had kept Captain Planet on the air, we wouldn't be having the problems that we're having right now. But you they might were be like, onto something. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we're good. <laughs> You know, yeah, we might like global warming might not be a problem because uh, <laughs> saving our planet is the thing to do. And an alternate, you see, that's what happened. Uh, Captain Planet just like stepped stepped down from being a hero mm-hmm. and went on to be Al Gore. That's true. Yeah, and talk about man bear pig and the dangers of uh, being super serial. Yeah, these are the things they don't teach us in history. We just get the same regurgitated stuff over. You are failing the people yeah. education system. Right. You are failing the, our, system. the youth. The youth. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, the other big thing that, uh, that all those Saturday morning cartoons were great for were those awesome commercial breaks. Wait a second. Commercial breaks? And we're back. It's 3.50.10 in the a.m. somewhere, and we have some interesting news from Ubisoft. Uh, I All I saw was open world Star Wars game, and I was like, sign me up. Yes, I'm in. Absolutely. What do you got for me, Nick? Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, kind of the new Star Wars games that have been on the horizon and, and the, the issues that the Star Wars uh, franchise has had with games like Battlefront. And I think this is very promising news in that Ubisoft has... Uh, plans to partner with Lucasfilm in order to create a new open-world Star Wars game. Now, it's it's worth noting, like it. we're probably multiple years away from having anything even close to a finalized game. But, oh, yeah. you know, and, and hey, that's fine. If there's anything that, that, that the cyberpunks... Uh, of the world have taught us is you've got to you've got to you've got to take your time don't you, don't uh, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them yeah thanks kenny uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh the ceo of uh, ubisoft has promised uh, that there's going to be a, a groundbreaking star wars game on the way obviously a good a reason to be skeptical of that kind of claim but uh, you know it here's why i'm excited about it and that why i thought it'd be a good conversation to have in that, you know, they're they're already going to be investing a lot of money into it. Right now, EA has earned over $3 billion from its Star Wars games, just right out of Whoa. the gate, you know, the, the games that they Three have billion released. B- Three billion? With a B. Oh, yeah. With a B. With a B. Yeah. Woo. So, you know, Ubisoft recently has kind of stepped in to kind of take over and create those Star Wars games, although although EA does say they're going to be making games in the future. I think I can speak on behalf of gamers everywhere when I say, EA, we're good. 
Go ahead and just pass that along. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like, yeah, we, we, we've good. had some decent hits like like uh, like Jedi, um, Jedi Fallen Order. You know that that was uh, good in its own right, but especially seeing yeah. the the bungling of uh, Battlefront Two and knowing that if it wasn't for the massive player outcry um, for the way that it was monetized, it would have that that status quo would have continued, right? You know, they only they only stopped because they were pressured to do so. Um, yeah. But here's why I'm excited, in that they have announced that Ubisoft is going to be using some people from The Division, uh, The Division 1 and 2, would be at the helm of this, and not okay. only people from that, that, that studio, but they're also going to be using what's called the Snowdrop Engine. This is what they used in The Division 2. And I'll tell you, as someone that has played a lot of The Division 1 and 2, the Snowdrop Engine is fantastic. It is able to render you yeah. know, a beautiful... Uh, scenery in a, in a very short amount of time, minimal load screens, of course, with the solid state tech of next-gen hardware. That's hardly a, a concern yeah. at all. It makes it very easy for crossplay to be implemented. And just overall, it, it leads to some very smooth and, and fun gameplay. I'm, I'm a very much a fan of this engine. And knowing that they are going to be using it to create a Star Wars experience, if done correctly, this could be kind of the the big Star Wars game of a generation. What do you think? Yeah. Oh no, I think you're I think you're one hundred percent right. I mean if anybody knows how to do an open world game, it's definitely Ubisoft. They've proven time and time again that they are very uh, adept at making these open world game experiences. We've got Watch Dogs, The Division, Assassin's Creed. So those three IPs right there are all open world games. So it's very much in their wheelhouse to produce an open world Star Wars game like this. And I would hope that it would be something groundbreaking. We're in a position now with open world games that give players so much freedom and the idea of RPG style Jedi or any, I mean, and let's not just limit it to Jedi, but we've seen through previous Star Wars games that we could have a robust bounty hunter situation like that uh, 60 Nintendo 64 game. What was it called? Shadows of Empire, okay. Shadows of the Empire, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. That's what it was called. Uh, Michael, you know, uh, Michael, our old friend from um, uh, elementary yeah. school, mentioned Shadows of the Empire the other day to me. Oh. And I was like, yes, I remembered that game. And that was the it was a third person shooter game. And you were essentially like this bounty hunter type guy. And there weren't really Jedis in it. It was just kind of you going around mm -hmm. shooting and stuff. And it was awesome. I loved the game. And it, for the record, it also had the hardest cheat code input si system ever. Wow. Ever. I don't remember that part. It, it, it utilized the N. I mean, this was for the N64, and we've already talked about how you really needed a third arm or hand to utilize oh, the full controller. Yeah. So what they did was they required you to press down all of the buttons, essentially like all of oh. the buttons, and then you had to move the joystick to the left, okay, to the right to the left and then all the way to the right. So you had, it couldn't be like all the way to the left, all the way to the right, all the way to the left and all the way to the right. It had to be like 
75% to the left. So you literally had to like hold your, 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 both your hands over all of the buttons and then like pull the controller up to your mouth and like use your chin or your nose to like go to the left and then go to the right and then go to the left and then all the way to the right again. And boom, you got these cheat codes for the game Mm -hmm. that were absolutely ridiculous that would just send you to to the top of of every mm-hmm. RPG class out there, it would be that you'd be the top boy. You had infinite ammo, health, everything. Middle glory so into cool. the bloodstream. <laughs> so I definitely think there is a place for an open world Star Wars game. I just hope that they do something. They try to do something like cyberpunk, you know, where you've got different classes of characters that have a different storyline or a different progression like maybe i want to be a jedi in one in one course and go through getting a a kyber crystal and making my own lightsaber or maybe i want to be a bounty hunter like the mandalorian and get besker and you know go on adventures like that like that would be an amazing groundbreaking game or, or you could even go the corporate route, right? You could go the corporate <laughs> route and be like a stormtrooper and be like, yeah. yep, we're going to be a stormtrooper for the Empire. Right. And so th- it's all there. It's all there. We've paved the way for you, Ubisoft. Don't mess it up. What do you think? Like, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I remember in, in that N64 title, you know, one of the bosses you had to fight. I want to say it was an ATST. That was in like a oh. hangar and like, yes, it was, you know, it, it's iconic moments like that where you run into signature, you know, ships and, and, and creatures and, and, and mechs like, like that, or the ad at that you're like, oh my goodness, I have to fight this like with a blaster. <laughs> you know, the same thing happened in, in Jedi Fallen Order. You know, there's a couple points in the game where you have to start learning how to fight those things. Now, I mean, you're a Jedi, yeah. so you've got, you've got a couple of tricks to kind of take them down. But that first moment where you're in combat with one, it's it's such a it's a, such a cool moment that it's crazy to me that we've come this far into 2021. And aside from those two games for the N64 and Shadows of the Empire and, and, and Jedi Fallen Order, I can't think of a whole lot of other experiences. And I'm sure they're out there, but obviously they're not, you know, well enough into the mainstream that I can think of them as a casual Star Wars fan that provide that that wow factor of of just the larger than life nature of star wars you know battlefront definitely tried to get there but i think we've already seen enough of that that open world style you know big you know team versus team uh combat i i think that we need to look at knights of the old republic as the gold Mm, standard because that those games one and two you know if if you asked any any star wars fan or just a gamer that is a fan of the Star Wars games, what their favorite game was. I think you would have a very strong number of people, or anyone that has played Knights of the Old Republic 1 or 2, especially the first, will probably say one of those two games. Because it had... Yeah, either that or yeah. the Star Wars pod racer. Oh, of course. Right? Like you were talking about. <laughs> like, if I, if, if there's, if I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. As a fan of DDR, if I could only have one arcade cabinet in my home, I think it might be Star Wars Pod Racer. 
That's how much oh, I loved it. I sunk it. so many quarters yeah. into that. I lost. I lost so many quarters exactly. into that because it was it was amazing. And you're right. The, we've talked about this before yeah. on the podcast. It was an early episode, but the the one to one scale oh. pod that you got to sit yeah. in, and then the levers the that you levers. pulled back and forth to turn left or right it just yes oh it just made you feel like you were in the Mm -hmm. the racer the only thing that would make it better is if it actually turned and moved like tilted left and right as you were in the pod that would be the ultimate experience but you're right knights of the old republic uh is definitely going to be number one in terms of how many people put that for their favorite Star Wars game or just favorite game in general, mm-hmm. fans have been crying for a remake of that game or a remaster of the game. And Battlefront 2 was, you know, or Battlefront was trying to get there, but yeah. not quite. Like, you know, they were like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. and it's, it, there's been very few attempts to really get back to that style of really being able to play a game and a story your way, kind of like what we were talking about um, with with Fallout and the unique ways that you could progress through that game um, using, you know, both just kind of, you know, talking your way through. And and in Knights of the Old Republic, you could do that. You could kind of go like the Force Persuasion route and just talk people into doing what you wanted or kind of take an evil route or a good route, and that would affect the outcome. Uh, You know, those are, those are people, yeah, you're right. They're games that people look very fondly at. And I think the problem that the Star Wars franchise has is that over the years, there's been so many takes across so many genres of people trying to make it work within certain groupings, you know, like, okay, well, we we need to take an, an MMO approach to Star Wars. And of course the original MMO, um, Star Wars Galaxies, you know, before, the big changes was considered to be one of the greatest MMOs of all time just because of the way that it it allowed you to really immerse yourself into your character and how in that in that MMO one of the things that the people loved and hated about it was in order to become a Jedi you had to seriously work you couldn't just roll a Jedi like you had to go into the game yeah. and there were all these like hidden things that you had to do and it would take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours and then when you finally unlocked Jedi it was a permadeath situation where if one per- oh if goodness. one person that was like a Sith lord or a bounty hunter or whatever it was could take you down you're gone like you're 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 no longer oh. a Jedi i think it would just delete your character out right so you had to make a serious decision and it was one that, I mean, I'm not saying it was a perfect game. You know, I, I, I didn't get to play it myself, but I had a lot of friends that did and talked about it. And um, they eventually kind of homogenized it and they called it like the new game experience where they just made it like World of Warcraft. You know, you can roll a Jedi from, from day one and, and it's just kind of an on-rails experience. Star Wars, when it, it has gotten that right of really trying to use its vast lore and, and expansive universe to its advantage, you get some really magical moments in gaming, um, but you also have the stinkers. You know there have been there have been yeah, oh more yeah. than enough oh uh, yeah. games that were were less than optimal, um, and you know especially like in the in Nintendo and Super Nintendo days when uh, maybe oh you yeah. know, it's licensed games really didn't have uh, much of an incentive to be good, <laughs> um, <laughs> which carried over. I'm just gonna put a. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Put a put a little coating on this turd here and hand it to everyone and say it's a Star Wars game. Yeah, I mean you're not you're not too far off. 
But um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a very exciting time, I think, for people that are, are fans of the Star Wars series, both in terms of uh, the upcoming shows that we know we're going to be getting on Disney Plus. Obviously, The Mandalorian is is just does, does that show just by itself has just been a shot in the arm for people that maybe weren't a huge fan of the new trilogy and really wanted to see, you know, more of that style of kind of gritty Star Wars. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I think there's good things ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. And honestly, the fact that Lucasfilm is coming into the game and they're going to take the the brunt of everything and say, well, we're going to we're going to be the creative director on this and we're going to lead everything you guys can develop. But we're going to have a tighter handle on how things go down. I think that's going to make for better consistency, like we talked about in the previous podcast of of the quality of Star Wars games that we get. So we don't get the turds out there with with along with some of the gems that we don't have to sit sift through the cat box of, you know, of Star Wars games to find the the true gem that is something like Jedi Fallen Order or uh, Shadows of the Empire or even what was that one for PlayStation called? It was Jedi Power Battles. There you go. Star Wars Jedi Power. Do you remember that? That was a uh, fighter, right? Um, kind of, it was kind of a fighter, but you could go around. It wasn't, it was like a co-op game that you got to go through. So it wasn't, it was not, wasn't necessarily a side scroller, but it was over top and you basically got to choose your, uh, Star Wars character and then, um, take them through the levels. And it was kind of the first real, real attempt I feel at, a, at an interesting Star Wars game and it was really good I liked it it was one of the main reasons I actually wanted to get a PlayStation 1 okay. was because of that game it was that I felt like it was that uh, that awesome of a game and it really was I played the heck out of it really did and so I definitely think there's a place for a, another good Star Wars game and I'm glad that they that I'm glad that that Disney and Lucasfilm and all of them are are, are having faith in trying stuff out. Yeah. You know, like, yes, they're not all going to be bangers. You know, we're not all going to get the, the ending of rogue one, like for every movie that makes you give, have the goosebumps and stuff. But there are instances out there where you can still have that feeling and can still experience such a great game as long as you don't give up. And I feel that a lot of times in the past, if this were the 90s, they would have said, nah, like we don't want to tarnish the Star Wars <laughs> name anymore and let's just not do anything. Yeah. And then so that's the other side of the coin. Like I know a lot of people complain about it, but if this were the 90s, we'd be lucky if we got half of what we're getting now. So the fact that we're getting so much is really a testament to the brand that Star Wars has become and the faith that Disney has into it to say, you know, we bought this for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. We're not just going to stick it on the shelf, guys. Yeah, I think there's uh, there, there's plenty of promise about what uh, what's to come in the future. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we'll get some more details 
about uh, what their vision is. But from what I'm seeing so far in terms of you know who the, who they've got working on it and the engine that's going to be powering it, I'm already pretty excited to uh, to, to stay track on, on top of that and see what happens next. So yeah, well our our last article for today, and this is one that you already know because like I said at the beginning, you done already bought it, which is that did it. Fortnite has announced their next. Uh, crossover for this season, of course, Zero Point, where they are reaching all the way across the multiverse and just kind of picking uh, what they say heroes left and right. Uh, really, it's just whoever's willing to hand the money for a licensing deal, um, <laughs> if we're being honest. And that uh, that licensing well, deal comes in the form of Tron. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, and we're, we've been talking about Disney. Yeah. So this is this is still part of Disney's catalog of things that they own so right. it's it's totally apropos to to have tron enter the the arena so to speak mm-hmm. because they've already had the the big deal with with star wars first and then an entire season with marvel so it, it makes sense now i'm trying to think of to myself what other ips do disney own that might make a crossover into Fortnite. Right. And I mean, I this is this is where I lose all all my money because <laughs> I I mean, Nick, it's one thing to like put out a cool skin. It's another thing to put out a licensed skin in a game. I'm definitely I've already got it. Right. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I had to go on and buy it. The light cycle glider is amazing. It opens up into the light cycle and then it's got the like stream of uh light barrier or whatever i don't know what it's called because i you yeah. know i don't i'm not into the the entire yeah. like the trail details of yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trail that comes out mm-hmm. of it so it's got that it's got the the identity disc on the back that you can actually use as a pickaxe so i'm down i'm totally for it it's it's similar to the ghostbusters crossover that they had where they took generic Fortnite skins and gave them uh ghostbuster outfits and they're doing the same for this so it's it's kind of the some of the generic although there are a few new characters but the generic Fortnite uh characters in tron outfits and it's awesome i am really happy that they've been doing all of these crossovers of licensed content. What do you think? Is there something that, I mean, obviously there's been things that have come across that you've been like, gotta get it, but Mm -hmm. is there something that you think maybe you want to see? Like, I feel like I've gotten everything. The only two things left on my list, Nick, and if they do it, it's game over. It's game over for me. The two ones left, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. I want all four turtles. Okay. I want them all. Get them all on there. And then Power Rangers. Oh, buddy. You're, I, you're speaking my language. Two, I mm-hmm. am done. Yeah. I, it's over. Game over. Yeah. I, I Take my money. I mean, what about you? Either of those not only would be amazing, and I agree that those are must-haves, but they're more than possible, right? You have the recent crossover between Smite and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, yes. where the skins became available. So they oh, are definitely, the company behind them, they're, they're definitely willing to strike that deal. Um, yeah. So you know it's just a matter of time, even if it's not a zero-point-related crossover, um, since this yeah. is, you know, that this is not just, 
crossovers have been happening before Zero Point and will most likely continue after. Like I said, money talks. It's just who who, who they can get to pick up the phone. Um, and, you know, Power Rangers, definitely. You know, Saban, the company behind that, they're all about the money bucks. You know, oh, yeah. it's, there's there's no doubt in my mind. And you've already seen... Uh, what was that? Uh, that that mecha bear robot thing? That was kind of like a mecha zord, <laughs> right? Like the Durberger yeah. zord and all the different uh, <laughs> uh, yep. yeah, stores that uh, came together. So completely realistic to have something like that. And of course, you know, got to have an email with the iconic uh, Power Rangers jingle theme song. But oh yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, here's the, here's how I struggle with it. I just like being along for the ride. Because, you know, with Super Smash Brothers, which I've always been a fan of, of, of that series, it's very easy to eliminate what's not going to be in the game. And I, the reason why I say that is because uh, Sakurai, the guy that, that, that uh, is the head of uh, the company that, that produces Smash Brothers, he yeah. has made very clear that the only way that a fighter is going to be considered for Super Smash Brothers is if their origin is in video games. So you can't have, you know, some people say, oh, you know, Goku for Smash. Goku literally would not qualify for Smash. Yes, he's been Mm. in video games, but he was originally in an anime before he was put into a video game. So that right there, he would he would never be considered. And he's been consistent with all the new fighters. They always follow that that train of thought as it's supposed to be this this smash up of, you know, video game characters, you know, going at it with each other. So you might see like Crash or Spyro but you're never going to see something like Tron. Now, Tron has shown up before in in big crossovers, both Kingdom Hearts, I want to say 2 and 3. And that I think that's the fun of it is just the wild speculation where, you know, when you see people on Reddit or on any kind of online forum talking about who they want to see next or who it could be, you know, and kind of giving their tinfoil hat theories on how how they think they <laughs> they've confirmed who the next person's going to be. Your imagination is basically your limit. At this point, you know, Fortnite is a big enough franchise, uh, a big enough game that everyone knows it. Even people that don't play it know what Fortnite is. It's, it's kind of reached that point in, in culture. And I don't think that there's a uh, a series or show or franchise or whatever you can think of that wouldn't want that easy cash grab uh, right? <laughs> of being able to put their thing in Fortnite. I mean, it, it's just it's it's amazing how this this company can literally print money just by creating a simple skin, you know, back in the in the, yeah. in the season one days of, of Fortnite, where they would just make some new skin that was like, oh, you know, it's a it's a it's a fairy man skin or sparkly <laughs> blue guy skin. And like people were like, give me that. Like, I, I want it. Yep. And, you know, especially with these franchises that when they they are making these deals, there's that limited window to actually buy the skin. Boy, the FOMO is strong, Bruno. The FOMO is strong oh, yeah. because you legitimately oh, yeah. could be looking at months or years without, just like in that blog post, of course, on quitthebuild.com slash blog about the rarest Fortnite licensed skins that you did a write-up on. Yeah. You just don't know when these things are coming back. And so if there's a series that you're attached to and you're somebody that casually plays Fortnite, you kind of have to keep an eye on the game just to make sure something doesn't squeak by that you're like, ah, I should have gotten that, right? 
Yeah, for sure. And especially when it comes to licensing deals. So I know now that that's probably something that they write into the contracts when they approach these licensed skins. They probably have a clause that says we will release these, uh, you know, once and then probably again at a later time. And so they'll have an indefinite license in terms to when they can do it. But it might not be indefinite. It might be a total of so many, so many times like they can, you know, they can have it on in the item shop for a total of 90 days. And so that might be part of the contract. We just don't know. But I do know that we haven't seen the two skins that I referenced in that article, which were the Star Lord outfit and the Black Widow outfit. They're specifically called that in Fortnite, whereas every other Marvel character is called the actual character that they are. So it's not called like Wolverine outfit or, yeah. you know, anything like, or Batman outfit. It, they're, it's just called Batman and Wolverine. And for Star-Lord and for the original Black Widow, they are considered outfits. And I think that... When they licensed these, they licensed them for like a one-time use, and I don't think we'll ever see them again. Right. I think we'll see a new iteration of Star-Lord when the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the new one comes out. Yeah. We'll definitely see a new Star-Lord out or a Star-Lord uh, skin in Fortnite, but it's not going to be the one that they originally came out with. It's called Star Lord Outfit. So there are, I think that will, those two skins will undoubtedly become the rarest skins in Fortnite, aside from some of the season one skins that you got for, I think, competing in season one and some of the variations that you got for. Um, for tearing up in in certain seasons of Fortnite, but yeah, I I mean you're right. So aside from FOMO, the idea of having this expansive universe that any we can pull from absolutely any genre that we want, I mean the possibilities are endless, and I I can't wait to see. Uh, a, a, a Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. skin set in there or a Power Rangers skin set. I hope they do that. Yeah. They're already coming out with my favorite superhero, which is the Flash. The so Flash I is going to be there. Yeah. He's going to be coming in like a couple days, ready for my birthday. He's going to be here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. I just wish I could move as fast as the Flash in the game. That's going to be disappointing. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's just slowest flash ever. Right. Yeah, he's just he's he's, he's taking a day off. But, <laughs> right. All right, I'm gonna blow your mind here, Bruno. Here is the QTB Nick pick for the uh, next upcoming crossover. If this happens, I will throw my money at Epic so fast you will not okay. believe, and I think you'll agree. The Office. Here's what I want. Here's what I want, and I've thought this through. The Office. Here are the skins I want. I want a yep. Dwight Schrute skin with an alternate Recyclops skin. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, definitely. That's, I want, that's, a, that's a must. I want a Jim Halpert skin with an Asian Jim alternate skin. Ooh, I was going to say, do you want Asian Jim or do you want three, three hole, hole punch, punch Jim? Gym. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also neat, a very yeah. good Jim. That's a, that's a quality Jim, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to need Michael Scott, obviously, with a prison Mike yeah, alternate yeah. skin. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna need a, 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 a dance emote where you do the scarn. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, pickaxe has got to be a dundee. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a dundee. Yeah. Um, uh, back I, yeah. bling for back bling for Michael Scott. Yes. Broken plasma TV. Oh, that's a good one. I was gonna go with uh, George Foreman grill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> George Foreman Grill. <laughs> Which is going to require additional licensing, so it'll probably be the broken. Yeah. Good luck paying that on your $0 a year salary plus benefits, babe. <laughs> Savage. Amazing. Savage. And of course, you got to have Pam, I feel God in this Chili's Beasley. <laughs> feel God in this Chili's yeah. Beasley. Nice. Amazing. We have to have, for, so what would Pam's alternate outfit be then uh, uh she I, I i liked her olive oil costume oh yeah she did do that yeah. or you know honestly uh it could be the one where she just let down her hair i just feel like <laughs> just her letting down her hair is her alternate yeah. skin <laughs> amazing <laughs> or yeah. maybe it's the one where if she needs so okay if we're gonna do something for her she needs a special emote walking yeah. over the coals emote running oh, over the go. running over the yeah, coals yeah, yeah, emote yeah, yeah. love that so uh, that yeah. I you're right nothing will top an office crossover to Fortnite that yeah. is the end all be all we've reached peak Fortnite there's nowhere left to go. Like it's 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 I mean what what I'm saying is like just you look at the at all the different shows and series that have have crossed over with Fortnite why not that's like, true like these guys have the clout that like you know that seems like a ridiculous pipe dream but if any game is gonna get that licensing and get those skins it's gonna be Fortnite so yeah, I mean definitely who knows who knows time will tell man well. That seems like a good place for us to end the conversation because, I mean, I just need to sit on the fact that now instead of wanting to, <laughs> Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers crossover, yeah. I also want The Office. That's right. <laughs> Prison yeah. Mike, definitely number one pick for me on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're listening out there, anyone make it happen just just please. start just start please. spamming them and saying please give us the office yeah. fortnite skins because you're right that sounds amazing i, I want I've got that. money you want it let's make this happen <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it has been such a great, such a great episode. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. We do appreciate it. Every time I see one of these numbers go up, that we've got got a new listener, or we get a new review, or mm-hmm. someone else has visited the website, it really just makes this all worth it. Like it's just, it's so much fun, and I enjoy it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. For always bringing the amazing insights. I mean, I'm happy to be here, man. It's, uh, you know, it takes two to make a thing go right, right? It does. It yeah. does. Well, and I mean, I don't know the rest of the lyrics of that song because uh, <laughs> I think she just says the same thing. It takes two to make it out of sight. So Correct. That's about we, all you're going to get. Yeah. We are out of sight because this is a podcast and you're listening to us. So how it's about true. that segue? <laughs> How about that segue? <laughs> oh, man. Do you have anything left to add? 
No, no, just, uh, yeah, definitely check out the new community page on our website, quitthebuild.com. That's a great place to kind of get up to speed. You can kind of see our, our Facebook feed and, of course, check out some of the cool uh, merch that we now have available. Maybe check out the, uh, the QTB t-shirts now available oh, on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah, get you some one. quality premium t-shirts of the logo one there. And if you guys have yeah. an idea for any t-shirts, you can always... Send us a message right through the uh, website. There's a contact page. So feel free to send us a message if you have any feedback or just want to say hey. Oh, oh, I thought, okay. I thought I thought there was a second part to that. <laughs> like, hey, what's going <laughs> yep. on? Yeah, that's oh, it. Just oh, if you want to say oh, hey. Oh, you, you were throwing to me. <laughs> yep, Fantastic. To you. <laughs> well, you know, as, as we always say, until next time, for Bruno, I'm Nick. And for Nick, I'm Bruno. Peace out. What it do.